Good morning and welcome to Seize the Day with Jim and Winston, our December 2019 Christmas episode. Today's topic is going to be small victories. Hey Jim, it's good to hear from you. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Winston, and yourself? Oh, it's been a long trek. We've made a long walk to get back to the computer, eh, Jim? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, many roads have been traveled. Yes, yeah, so much has happened in the past year, and uh, we wanted to keep our, we didn't want to keep our friends and podcast listeners hanging too long, but we wanted to make them miss us a little bit, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, always leave them wanting more. Yeah, I think our last episode was back in November 2018, my friend. That was a year ago. Yes, it was. And now we're looking at December 22nd, and we thought we'd just like, we'd surprise them for Christmas. And it is the second day of winter. Yeah, after the winter solstice, that's right. Mm. And for any of the Jewish faith out there, happy Hanukkah, because Hanukkah starts today. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Very good, very good. So, yes, we try to do our best to uh, make our listeners fully immersed in our in our uh, uh, podcast, so we surprise them at random intervals, so they never know what there's, what's coming, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, so today's our topic about um, little miracles, you know, so little miracles. Let's talk about a few little miracles that have happened over the past year. Yeah, about small victories, yeah. Sure, um, sure, small, small victories, that's right, small victories. What do you think there, Jim? Anything come to mind right away? Well, I'm just going to go to the uh, IT area to begin with. Oh, yeah, sure. Which, which is an area that, as you know, challenges me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I have, being an old guy, I have a lot of uh, vinyl and cassettes that I've not gotten rid of just because I would like to recover it and digitize it. And, uh, and I've tried, I've bought a, a vinyl cassette ripper that... Uh, puts it into my iTunes and hadn't had any success, but I thought, well, before I chuck this thing out, I'm going to try it one more time. And it seems the only explanation I have, but once you're all connected and doing what you need to do and you figured out that you need to turn your your internal microphone off so you're not recording any sounds within the house. Right. And uh, that, the software speaks to the computer and provides a USB line in. Right. That is what feeds the recording. So after being connected long enough, I just happened to have that sort of stuff open and saw the line in come in. And why it never happened before, I don't know. But uh, I've had success, and I, you know, I'm recovering albums and cassettes and making up some playlists as Christmas gifts and. You know, that's kind of a small victory, so. Yeah, um, no, I think that's awesome. And you know what? This, those things seem simple, but they can suck up a lot of time, right? Oh, and it did. <laughs> yeah. So, so yesterday, we uh, we wanted to be able to, we had a, a Christmas music playlist that's got oh, 363 songs on it. So we wanted to move that onto a tablet wow. and then stream it through the tablet onto our Bose speaker in the house. Right, We're right. Still not fully there yet, but I have gotten that whole um, playlist onto the tablet. Right. And it, it will play through the tablet, but I can't get it to move from one song to another. It'll play one song and then stop. Oh. I have to figure out how to get it to shuffle or play consecutively through the 
Yeah. But yeah, dare to dream, you know? What? Yeah. Small steps, right? Baby steps. And I'm going to give you a drum roll for that. <laughs> Look at that. And, you know, per- persistence is a big part of it. And sometimes, you know, you, you get so far, you just have to put it down and come back to it later. So. Yeah, no, yeah. no kidding. I, I think that's great that you're persisting through that process, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, those are little victories, you know, and uh, they, they, well, every day you need a couple of victories. I mean, if you do a to-do list every day, you need a couple of things that actually brighten your day so that you feel like you've accomplished something, you know? Yeah, for sure. And uh, one other very small victory is uh, I we bought a few shares of a company through Computer Share, which essentially holds your shares electronically, but you do have to have a 10 share share certificate to enter into a dividend reinvestment program. And we'd done all that and we bought in a few times, but you know, three or four times we've maybe sent a check and a bit of cash. So no brokerage fees or anything. And we just let it sit and the dividends kept piling up and piling up. And this particular share, the share price is at all time high. Nice. And because of income levels this year, it's a good year to uh, cash that out. And it's not a, it's a modest sum of money, you know, maybe forty five hundred bucks. Ah, it's still a win. It's still a win. Yeah, Better forty five in and, than forty five out, right? Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I, I didn't really know how to go about cashing these shares, and I thought you'd just maybe do it online through computer share, and they'd eventually sell them for you and send you a check. Right. Nay, nay. <laughs> really? It works a little different than that. No kidding, eh? So you have to get them to convert the shares into a book share and then send them notification. First, you send them a notification online that you want to cease your dividend reinvestment program and sell your fractional shares, which they will do. So if you've got, like we had 0.35 of a share, mm-hmm. so they sold that off. We've gotten the check in the mail for 30 bucks. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, and then we told them we wanted to end our dividend reinvestment account. Mm-hmm. And that was online. And then you had to ask for them to be turned into book shares. And then you had to go to your uh, bank and get them to move them into your online account. Wow. So it's a multi step process. Take stock certificate in and a couple forms completed and blah blah blah. So I checked the account on Friday and all the shares are there ready for me to sell tomorrow. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, so you can get some I'm, cash out. I'm counting that as a small victory. <laughs> yes, yes. I would say that's a nice victory though. I mean it's nice to see something come to fruition, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I regret I hadn't decided to, you know, put a a quarterly buy of two hundred and fifty or three hundred dollars because the shares uh, it's it's a um, it's a three bagger as they would say in the investment game. But I'll take whatever victory I can out of that uh, Ooh. investment. Yeah. yeah, if you can get a three bagger, you take it. You know. Yeah, yeah. So. Yes, I'm gonna give you a, a sound effect for that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And those are just the sort of small victories <laughs> that, that can show up in life once in a while, right? You gotta have one of those, right? Yeah. I got this app that has sound effects, so I thought I'd throw in a couple for you, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, for sure. You need a couple of like drum rolls and anything that's gonna make you happy, you know? 
Yeah. Little things. Little victories. <laughs> so, this year has been quite a year though, right? Um, wow. I mean, so much has changed in the year and now we're approaching on to 2020. I mean, kind of excited for uh, this new roundabout number, you know? 2020, hey? Hopefully we see things clearly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, 2019 was a big year of change in my life. Um, but, uh, you know, 2020 is going to present a whole new kind of playing field. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of adjustment and has been. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, um, this past year, um, I've just been looking at like all the changes that happened, a lot of challenges and little victories and in terms of just um, getting past things that, that appear to be barriers or maybe annoyances at some point. And, um, you know, had that great experience this year of, of um, having to prepare all this paperwork for an audit. Um, and not like a financial audit, but just a professional audit. And it was like uh, quite a stressful event because it's like somebody um, challenging you or, or questioning you on, on your uh, professional um, background for, you know, your past 10 or 15 years. And I mean, it all worked out great in the end. I was prepared. I had my paperwork in place. But, you know, it's just like getting all that stuff prepped up for um, that event uh, was a bit of a challenge and stressful too, right? Yeah. And that's a, hopefully for you, Winston, that's a one-time thing. But we, we have another thing in our life called income tax returns. Oh, yes. <laughs> that every, every year, you know, it's a... It's a bit of a contentious time putting everything together and getting them all sent in and all that stuff. So oh, uh, indeed. this year, um, I don't know, it's just, I shouldn't say that, not this year, but every year once that gets completed and, and all filed and you get your return back, if that's what you're accepting, well, that's, a, that's another small victory because it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's work involved in doing that. Oh, I know. Every time I finish my tax return, I always feel happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a little thing, but it's a big thing because you have to get it done. And it's like it puts things on hold. And I mean, it's all about paperwork and organization along the way, of course, right? But yeah. But uh, yeah, accomplishing that task, even though it's a, a little menial task, it's, it's a nice thing to get done for sure. Makes you feel more complete. For sure. You know? And. Um, it's funny, you know, I'm looking at this year and I'm thinking about everything changing, you know, life changing, world, world's getting a little bit more chaotic in different places. But I mean, they're common other places, but like little things like um, the UK Brexit happening right now, you know, I mean, look at that long process in itself. I remember hearing about it for the first time when they thought about it. And now it's becoming to fruition. It's like, hopefully everything works out well for the UK over there and uh, our UK friends in January after they have the Brexit, you know. Yeah, whether you're in favor of it or not in favor of it, that's not the issue. It's it's that whatever happens, people come out the other side. Yeah, yeah. I agree. My, yeah. Our, our daughter just went to uh, London, kind of experienced the sights and sounds on her own for her own trip uh, for the first time. And, um, you know, you start to feel for a country and a, and a place after you've been there. It's one thing to sort of read about it in the papers but actually, when you get to meet the people and, and see that it affects real people and real societies, uh, and not just in in the paper format or online, it's different. You know, you remember the sights and sounds. It was kind of the feeling I had uh, in the past year uh, when I heard about what happened in um, 
the Notre Dame Cathedral over in uh, Paris and how they had a fire there, right? And then I thought, wow, you know, prior years, if I hadn't been to the, the cathedral or actually been inside that church, it probably wouldn't have meant as much to me as having been there. And then, you know, when you hear about the, the tragedy of, you know, the accidental burning of one of the, the steeples and towers and stuff, and um, I thought to myself, geez, it means a lot more when you've actually walked through those halls, you know? Oh, for sure. You, you bet. Know? No, yeah. no longer is it just some random place that's a beautiful place, monument. But if you haven't been there, it has less impact. But once you've personalized an experience, it, it definitely changes how you view things. And so I kind of wonder, you know, if every person on Earth had a chance to travel each continent at least once in their lifetime, how they would treat things differently. Because I think lots of times uh, we just look at our own little environment around us and then we think that's our world, which it is. But if we were forced to travel, either as a young age or some point, and we had a free pass to travel anywhere we wanted and went to visit every continent, how would we change the way we live, you know? Yeah, that's a question I've been thinking about quite a bit, you know, with, uh, with the bit of climate change that we have going on and right, right. where that's taking us and how in my everyday life can I do small things to respect what's happening. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, so we've been choosing to walk a lot more often to do simple tasks. No, oh, that's a little victory. Yeah. And uh, during the summertime, ride the bike to do simple tasks. Not all the time, but, you know, when practicable. Right, right. Yeah. And, um, and you know, we, we just notice a, a, you know, a reduction in, in uh, fuel consumption. In, in we were, and we went down to one vehicle. Oh, wow. That's a big change. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I just kind of feel that those are just real small victories that, that uh, we're choosing to do that if that went through everybody's perception of how to do things might add up to a big victory for, um, you know, the amount of uh, climate change going on. Now, you know, that's a little bit oversimplified and all that, but. You know, it, it, it's it's possible. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, we do these little things thinking they have minimal impact, but all these little things add up, you know? It's like the, it's like um, when you're collecting money in your little jar of, of money trying to save up for a trip. I remember when we first got married a long time ago. That was like 20-something years ago. And um, my wife and I thought, like, wow, let's have a, like a vacation jar, you know, we'll, put money in there whenever we can, any kind of spare money, and eventually we'll get to go on a trip, right? And yeah. I remember we saved up to go to Harrison Hot Springs. Back then it was like, ooh, so far away. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like an hour and a half from us, right? <laughs> and we do little mini trips and save up for it. But you know, there was some simple satisfaction of knowing that even every little thing we tried to do made a little bit of difference to lead us closer to our goals, you know? Well, isn't that sort of a, uh, I think there's a banking app out there, or a credit card app out there that if you buy something, it rounds it up to the next dollar and deposits the money in your bank account. Oh, wow. That's great. So it's a, it's kind of a forced savings method. So every time you, you know, yeah, I'm spending, you know, 
$18 on lunch, uh -huh. $18.01, it puts 99 cents in your bank account. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's uh, kind of a, a similar way or exactly the same way of thinking that you, you had, except it's kind of a forced automatic thing, right? Right. You know, you're not choosing to put it in a jar. An app is choosing to put it in a jar for you. Right, right. So, yeah, somebody probably had the same experience as you and figured out, well, how can I turn this into something um, perhaps uh, more, not more current, but um, more automatic? Right. And more electronic. And, yeah, I, th I think it's a heck of a good idea. So, you know, your, your small victory of that saving for a vacation is now somebody else's small victory for learning how to save. Ooh, I like that. That's so deep. That's so deep. And I had a similar experience to you. To you. I mean, we, we had more than enough money to go buy a couple bicycles, but we didn't do it that way. I, I, I was kind of preparing for retirement. I never did pursue it once retired, but um, I, a gentleman I worked with did process service, and he was about to retire, and and leave the area. So I said, well, how do you do that? Could you teach me? Come over for dinner. And, you know, I can maybe do some of that. So he did. And I think I did it for a little over a year, maybe a year and a half. And the goal was that I would make enough money through doing that to buy us a bike each, a bicycle. Mm -hmm. And I think it took about one started doing it in the fall and by next spring I think we were already there mm -hmm. so ended up we bought the bikes and they weren't as expensive as we thought so I think we had like a thousand bucks left over <laughs> wow but I considered that a, a, a great small victory ran a little home-based business tried something new didn't really want to stick with it after a couple of years which was fine yeah and ended up you know having the financial victory so that, that's kind of where those little things can take you. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you never know where things are going to go. Just what the little starts, right? I mean, even our little, I mean, I think about our podcast and we've dreamed about um, writing a little book about how it's kind of helped our friendship and, and uh, just our connection grow over the years. I mean, I look back and I can't believe we've done 25 episodes, right? Yeah. And I mean, you know, as much as there's, we, we value our listeners out there, we really did do it just to capsulize a little bit of our relationship too, right? Our friendship over the years. And I mean, I think it's great that we have something to look forward to. I mean, although the last year has been a busy one for us, a lot of personal life things happening and um, family things. And we still came back to revisit it because it's fun. It's fun to reconnect and have a little victory when we actually do um, put together a, a podcast like this so that... Um, we can remember all the things that matter to us, right? So it's it's great when people um, get a chance to look back at it. But aside from you know the the, the fanfare of having people possibly listening in, <laughs> on the other yeah. note, I think uh, it, yeah, absolutely, Winston, for sure. Yeah, I just think it's kind of cool that we we've, we've maintained our connection through this uh, process. Technology does have its benefits, doesn't it, Jim? You betcha, absolutely. You know, I'll tell you, it's funny, um, I was uh, going through, oh, ah, have you ever had a zipper, 
uh, breakdown. Like I might, uh, this is funny. I, I was pre- helping my daughter prepare for a, a trip to Europe. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and in the process, I was trying to uh, help her zip up the zipper inside the carry-on luggage, right? Yeah. And I accidentally, I in my zealousness to help her, I overzipped the zipper, so then the you know the zipper head fell off. <laughs> <laughs> so food for thought for all dads out there. You know what? Leave the, the zippers to the daughters that are zipping up the carry-on. You know, you don't have to get involved. <laughs> the ensuing result, and I will tell you the ensuing result, is that it took me another good half hour to try to put the zipper back on, you know? Because it's, it's a tricky business. You've got to pry <laughs> open the zipper head on both sides to feed it back into the teeth, right? Yeah. And then slowly back it into the zipper... And then reclamp them back on with needle nose pliers so that they still grip, right? Yeah. That's a happy story when it works. I mean, I, I was able to make it happen. I, I have done this before where I've had to fix one and overzealously pried open the, the side of the zipper and then broke the zipper. Thus, no zipper. <laughs> but this time I got it successful. And I had a lot of pride at stake because, of course, I had my daughter looking on, shaking her head, thinking... Dad, oh. couldn't you have left it alone? Couldn't you have left it alone? <laughs> but the little victory I had, Jim, when I thought about a little victory, when I was able to clamp back on that zipper and make that zipper full functioning and then be able to look at my daughter and say, I fixed it, that was a moment. <laughs> well, we're heading back home. You know? So I must say, I never had to go back there again. So I was <laughs> no more zippers for the rest of the day, for sure. You know, for sure. You know, yeah. take it for granted when things work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So never a dull moment in Zipperland. Ah, <laughs> uh, and then what else can I tell you about little victories? Oh, uh, mm, car troubles. Car troubles. Got a got a new car this year. I don't think I've told you this one, Jim. Um, and uh, I've had it in for service a couple of times. Like little things gone wrong, like um, the side mirror defrost wasn't defrosting, so they had to replace that under warranty. That was one thing. Um, and uh, some glitchy things with software that they had to fix. That's just firmware updates. And then now my heated steering wheel for a six-month-old car isn't working, so they got to replace <laughs> the whole steering wheel. Oh. Well, that's their cost, I hope. <laughs> yeah, it's $1,400. It's $1,400 to change that. But, I mean, I don't have to pay it, of course. But Yeah, yeah. But still the thought of little victories. You know, <laughs> I had to fight for that one because they, they thought that it wasn't that big a deal. But my thought, if you're paying that much for a car and it's part of a the main feature, and it, in my hands, you can't have these, these like, uh, Beethoven hands getting cold in the winter, right, Jim? <laughs> that's for sure. But no, it's, it's quite annoying because it's a feature if you don't have, you don't miss. But once you have it, you miss it, you know? Yeah, I just have to step out for half a second, Winston. You go right ahead. I don't mind talking to myself. <laughs> you know. So, listeners, we are here again. I am joining you uh, with more victories. I'll tell you what happened with the steering wheel. So, it was on uh, automatic after uh, the temperature dropped 6 degrees, all these microprocessor computers determined it's time to turn on the heated steering wheel. And uh, so my heated steering wheel turned on, 
but it was just lukewarm. I know it's a first world problem, not the end of the world, but at the same rate, it's uh, one of those things that becomes a, a daily annoyance otherwise. So uh, the dealership has decided to fix that for me. Thank you, dealership. And um, they've already tried fixing it with replacing a relay. And um, we'll see what happens when that happens, you know? Well, that's good. <laughs> you know, another thing that was weird, Jim, is that here's another thing. Where we think something is the cause of pain, but it's not. I had an issue with the same car where I'd be driving along and randomly it would be making a beep. Like just like in the dash, it'd go beep. Yeah. And, and then periodically beep, beep. And we're going, oh man, what's going on now, right? I'm getting a beeping problem. <laughs> and then, and here's, a, here's an idea. When you're too close to the solution, you don't really see the source of the problem, right? And I was trying to figure out what's causing this thing. And it turned out to be um, a, a G4 sensor linked to one of the devices that was detecting every time it went over a bump, it would beep. I don't know if it was a hazard warning or something. And so I went into the complicated computer menu and took turned off that setting, and there we go, gone. No more beeps. <laughs> yeah, it's it's even knowing that that setting exists. <laughs> well, I know even to dig through yeah. that to find that, right? I mean, that was it's frustrating to even try to look for it, honestly. But you know, say la vie, say la vie. Oh, hey, I have a I have an interesting um, quote for you. I always like sharing quotes with you, Jim. So okay. I, was, I was at uh, Chapters or Indigo yesterday downtown, and um, I saw this uh, poster, and it said, you might like this. You can, you can give me your feedback after I read this out, okay? So kind of on the same theme of how we seize the day. So it goes, this is your life. Do what you love and do it often. If you don't like it, if you don't like something, change it. If you don't like your job, quit. If you don't have enough time, stop watching TV. Well, I don't know if I can do that one. <laughs> if you're looking for the love of your life, stop. They will be waiting for you when you start doing things that you love. Stop overanalyzing. All emotions are beautiful, even when you... Oh, yeah, all emotions are beautiful. Life is simple. Um, when you eat, appreciate every last bite. Open your mind, arms, and heart to new things and people. We are united in our differences. Ask the next person you see what their passion is and share your inspiring dream with them. Travel often. Getting lost will help you find yourself. Some opportunities only come once. Seize them. Isn't that appropriate? Well, or seize the day right there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's outstanding. Who, who's the, the quote attributed to? I don't know. I'm going to have to keep reading on. I think there's a little bit more here. I'll give you more. Uh, life is about the people you meet. And the things that you create with them. So go out and start creating. Life is short. Live your dream and share your passion. Wow. Deep, eh? Yeah. I'm going to give credit to the, the author. I just got to find out where it was. I hope it's not one of those... Um, uh, it's a manifesto type thing. Um, and I'm just trying to see if it's one of those anonymous ones, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do this guy... Well, just in case he happens to be listening to our podcast... He's probably going like, what? Give me some props, brother. Is <laughs> <laughs> your life manifesto. Okay, I'm just Googling this. as um, So just send me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts as I'm looking for the author here. 
Oh, I mean, it, it, it's great. It touches on so many things in life. I'll just say that something I, I always enjoy doing is remembering something Wayne Dyer said. Uh, it doesn't mean that every time it works, but uh, it certainly can put a perspective on things as to importance or other things, right? Or or uh, maybe a more joyful way to look at something. But he always said that uh, when you change it, what you look at, what you look at changes. Ooh. So, I you know, like I, think, I, I think in the in the political world, people are so convinced that their way is the only way. Yeah, I agree. They're not willing to change it how they look at things because they're, you know, they're kind of entrenched in their position. And, and uh, I think we might get a lot more accomplished and a lot more value for those people who are elected if they would take a bit of time and do that and not worry so much about uh, the party line. <laughs> ah, I found out what, where this is from, Jim. It's called the Holsti Manifesto. Okay. It's very interesting. So I guess it's a manifesto by a group during a time when um, uh, they needed it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to find out more about it so I can share it with our listeners here. But if you Google uh, Holsti Manifesto, you will find it. I will send you a link now. So there you go. I'm sending it to you okay, yeah. by text there and you can read it up. And uh, yeah, never a dull moment, you know, in our seize the day. So if you like that quote, feel free. It's called This Is Your Life. It's the Holste Manifesto, H-O-L-S-T-E-E. -E. And you can check it out at H-O-L-S-T-E-E.com. It's the Holste Manifesto, This Is Your Life. So, oh, I got another good one for you, though. How are you like this? It's quote day there, Jim. Okay, okay. so get, the, get a handle of this one. Um... Life is too short to wake up with regrets. So love the people who treat you right. Forget about those who don't. Believe everything happens for a reason. If you get the chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Nobody said life would be easy. They just promised it would be most likely be worth it. <laughs> I like the most likely. I love that. <laughs> oh, man. A couple from the hockey world that I really enjoy. Yeah, one, is, uh, one is, you will miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, attributed to Wayne Gretzky. And um, the other one, and he's not the only one to have said it, but he's the one that I'm familiar with saying it, is um, play the cards you're dealt and make the best of the hand and don't complain about the hand you have. Something to that effect. Yeah, I and know. That, it's not what happens to you. One. Yeah, it's not really what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens to you, you know? Yeah, and, uh, you know, the, the same sentiment is when life hands you lemons, make lemonade, right? That's Sometimes that's what's put in front of you. you got to make the best of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you, you really got to roll with it. I think what helps people get through tough times, I've had a number of friends have... Um, uh, friends, family members pass away this year. You know, you, uh, I know yourself. You've had uh, a tough year as well. I've had quite a few friends, and it's hard to watch um, that process sometimes because, you, and as a friend watching it, it's quite. It feels quite helpless at times. You know, 
because you you want to um, assuage or ease the pain, but it's like there's nothing can, that can be said sometimes that actually um, can kind of um, match the severity of what's happened in a sense, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you, you, um, I think hold that for a second. Sure, take your time. But um, I, I think <laughs> the, the thing about that is, is none of us is insulated from it. We're, we're no. all going to get our turn at, at some point or another. Yeah. And um, all you can do is, is listen and uh, be there for somebody when um, that's what they need. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I know. And, you know, I was thinking back about uh, the challenges this year. And I, I'm, I've been reading up on grief and um, uh, people losing people. And the commonality is that I think people tend to tell people to move on. And then I came across this um, this book by this author, and she was doing a TED Talk, right? And um, she was doing this TED Talk on, um, what was her name again here? Let me just dig it up. And I, my wife actually uh, brought this to my attention because she said, wow, this girl's really good. And, um, and I decided to uh, look up her book, and she... In the in one year, she actually lost her. She had a miscarriage. I think she lost her father, and her husband died. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I've year. seen the TED talk. Yeah, it's quite profound. Yeah, it was Nora McGurney. That's right. Yeah, and um, you know, it's funny. Her book's called No Happy Endings. You know, and um, it's kind of funny a twist on on grief in a sense. And she said the one thing that she, from interviewing other people that experienced grief and loss, how they they really hated it to hear was like, oh, maybe it's time to move on. And she goes, she talks about in her TED talk about not, how, about not moving on, but moving along with, you know, like moving forward with. Yeah. You don't move on, you don't move on from grief. You move forward from grief. Yeah. And I, and I didn't even I, say from grief with grief. Right. Right. And I, I think that's pretty profound because it's not all about, um, escaping or avoiding, right. Or like just, putting it to pass because I, I think that in a way it just sound a little bit disrespectful of the previous relationship. You know, I mean, um, nobody can replace a father, a grandmother, a mother, um, a grandparent, a, a daughter or a son. These are such monumental losses. They, they represent not only the person, but the experiences that you shared with that person, right? That can't be replaced. That, you know, when you think about, um, trying to move on, it it sounds abandoning almost, you know? It almost sounds like a slight betrayal. But whereas if you think about moving forward with, you carry their memory with you. Oh, yes. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and some people want to suppress their pain by not thinking about the people they've lost. Right. But this is... The, think of that as a gift, right? And if you don't think about them, you're you're probably not going to appreciate the gift that you had with them through your life. So, the wrapping paper you have to tear it to get it off. So there's your pain, right? But the, the gift inside was that relationship you had, and and the the love that you had with them. That doesn't end. No, it doesn't. So so. You know, don't be afraid to 
open the gift. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like sometimes you just gotta you just gotta take it for what it is, you know. And it, it's never a, an easy it's never an easy process to uh, overcome uh, a loss that big, you know, like a parent, a grandparent, anybody like that. I mean, I, I know that in the past year, like this in January, our um, our next door neighbor who um, was very close, her name was Terry. And, um, you know, even the little things, these are little victories. But, you know, as she was getting older and she was in her late 70s, just about 80, and um, she'd call me every day or every second day and say, hey, you know, I need help with my TV. <laughs> she, like, it, it so happened either her husband or herself would, you know, um, hit the buttons on the TV and mess up the inputs and things like that. Yeah. So they could change yeah. the channels. And I think they make TVs too complicated for elderly people, honestly. I mean, why? what happened in the good old days, Jim, when you have one remote and you could just turn the channels and turn up the volume? But now, <laughs> because we all have external input stuff, right? And I have a very complicated system myself with multiple devices. And, and um, you know, I use a Harmony remote to try to program this stuff. My, my wife uses I don't even know how to turn on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it because in my given TV, I probably have 10 devices connected to it at least. And so when you turn on the TV itself, you think, okay, I just turn on the TV. No, but you have to set it on a particular input, which is then connected to the amplifier, which is connected to the speakers. So they all have to be in sync. It's like tumblers in a lock before it opens, you know? <laughs> so if you haven't been the one wiring it up, you'd have very little clue that it'd be HDMI 1, input 3, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so my, my, um, my next-door neighbor, when she passed away earlier this year, it was a very sad moment because... I kind of even miss the simple things of her calling me every second day to say, hey, can you come over and help me with my TV? And I thought, like, wow. And she, I, she always called me her favorite TV repairman. <laughs> <laughs> so close. Next door neighbor, I was like living geek squad right there, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was so satisfying, Jim, to be able to go over and then within minutes solve somebody's problem and bring light to their day, you know? Well, uh, Winston, you're my tech guru, and I ran into a problem that you helped me with very recently and uh, so just think of me as replacing her spiritually. Oh, okay. Now I don't feel so lonely after all. <laughs> okay, that's great. At least I know. At least I know that there's hope on the horizon and I can uh, I can send that along, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I try, I, I, I'm in a bit of a conundrum right now, but I, I'm going to try and work through it before I seek your help, but uh, I tried to download an application yesterday um I think it was called wonder tunes to go or something like that which can allow you to take music from itunes and put it onto an android tablet is okay. one of the things it can do and in the process of doing that and i don't ask me how this happened but now I can't play a youtube video on it because it, it has to and i didn't start getting the message it has to use QuickTime to open it now. Don't ask me why. <laughs> oh, okay. It probably changed the default of uh, yeah. the program it uses to open it for sure. So any, anyway, I've got a I've got a, a little challenge to figure that out so I can watch YouTube videos. But I, I didn't succeed with the with the Wonder Tunes thing. Uh, I don't know if I I might have been trying to download the the wrong edition of it. Okay. But okay. I went to Plan B, and here's where the small victory lives. Yes. Plan B. Okay. Okay. Uh, we took um, 
an on-the-go, an OTG cable. Okay, yeah. And I moved the playlist, the previous aforementioned playlist of 300 and some odd songs. <laughs> right. Onto a USB drive. Right. Then I took the USB drive and put it on a OTG and connected it to the uh, Samsung Galaxy uh, tablet. Oh, right. And it took some doing, but I got the whole playlist into playlist now. So I'm 95% of the way there. I just need to figure out how to make those songs play consecutively or shuffled. And I'm all the way there. Oh, yes. So, so, you know, there'll be a little more research. But, you know, plan B was, you know, there's there's another way to success. Is maybe what I'm trying to say through this adventure, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's no different than driving home and uh, there, there's, a, there's an accident on, uh, on Kingsway. Right. You know, <laughs> well, maybe you got to take 41st now or to get around it or... You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear yeah. you. There's always another route. <laughs> There's always another route home, right? Yeah. You know, if you, you get creative, you can find the diversion. Hey, yeah. hey, on a, on a complete segue there, um, Jim, uh, how are you with uh, smart devices in terms of like uh, home automation and voice stuff? Are you an Amazon user or a Google user? Or have you got any smart devices? Well, like that? No, no. We, the only smart device we use is our uh, remote uh-huh. on, on our television. Oh yeah, to go to YouTube or uh, Netflix. Oh okay, or sometimes ask for a program to see what channel it's on or whatever. So oh yeah. So have you ever played one of those smart speakers before? Uh, no, no. no. Kind of handy. I, I have a few of them. The only other things that I think about is, of course, like the, the device listening in on me. But it is kind of cool to be able to, to ask, um, you know, uh, okay, Google or. Alexa or Siri or something and ask them to play a playlist that you're interested in, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the most common ones would be um, you want a website to look up on your phone, right? So yeah. Siri, uh, look up, uh, you know, uh, Atlas electric trucks or, you know, that's just <laughs> one, one, you know, one thing out there, right? Right, right. And now you start getting into spelling and things like that, but it certainly can work. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's cool because I, I once in a while I'll get bored and I'll ask it to tell me a joke. <laughs> Actually does a pretty good job, you know? It's like, it's novel from the standpoint of all the things you can tell it to do, you know? Well, who do you get? Rodney Dangerfield? or No, you, you get the... Well, you can get the generic voice, or you can get like you can actually program it to different voices as well, right? Okay. So that's kind of fun. The fact <laughs> that you can uh, have it pretty much control um, everything that you want to consider, you know? Well, I mean, well, you're driving if it's a playlist or a joke or whatever, and you're hands free. That's that probably gives you more attention to the road instead of playing with the radio to get the right channel or. <laughs> oh yeah, indeed, yeah. indeed. So it all comes down to like, um, you know, having something that you can play with a little bit, right? Just to keep life interesting, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, like for example, I'll, I'll ask it. Oh well, what's the weather like, Alexa? Or like, or like, um, what's the weather forecast for the next seven days? Or I'll I'll say, um, or oh, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can go like, 
uh, where's my stuff? And it'll tell you when your deliveries are showing up, right? Yeah. That kind of stuff. But it's kind of cool. I love the fact that, you know, it'll deliver directly to your door. And then, I mean, I've been, you know, I still go to brick and mortar stores, of course. I like seeing stuff in stores, real stores, right? And, um, but it, it is kind of a novel idea to have a, like a sort of a personal companion, concierge, take care of all the details, you know? <laughs> Makes you feel a little bit more rich. <laughs> or- are you familiar with Tim Ferriss? Oh yeah, Tim Ferriss for sure. Yeah, yeah he the wrote four the 4-Hour Workweek, right? The 4-Hour Workweek and and his thing was, you know, there's there's sometimes there's not enough hours in the day and you can hire yourself a somebody a virtual assistant from India to take care of things for you for, you know, a paltry amount per month or whatever. You know, you just put it into your schedule and they make sure that uh, you know, you're your wife receives flowers on your anniversary and, you know, birthday presents are bought for certain people and, you know, things like that. So it's scheduled and, and delegated. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, personally, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I, I love the four hour work week and some of the principles of it, but I didn't like the delegating out of gift giving. Yeah, I hear you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that's, I'm sure that the way this technology is going, if you just put it in your phone and scheduled it, you, you know, you, it'd probably take care of it for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you could delegate it all the way, couldn't you? Yeah. Wow. Never a dull moment, for sure. Yeah, I, I like to have some control over my day-to-day. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know. Hey, so um, what else you got planned for uh, the end of the year here? Like, Christmas is upon us soon? Yeah, just uh, the theme this year is take it as it comes. Yeah. yeah. And you got a lot of snow to shovel this year, right? Uh, well, it could, could look that way the next few days, Vincent. So, you know, it's, uh, there's, as, as Mr. Dyer would say, you know, depends how I want to look at this. <laughs> yeah. Or, so I'm choosing to look at if if it is and it's a it's a fair bit of work, I'm going to choose to look at it as I'm choosing to do my fitness in an old school workout. Ah, good. <laughs> and uh, and just uh, enjoy it more than if it were a drudgery task. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. That's great. That's great. You know, it's been an interesting run. We've been, um, it's, I, I kind of miss all this, you know, like, um, I, I guess the, the listeners will benefit from this, you know, cause it's basically been, uh, a year where so much has happened and we finally came back. We've been meaning to do this for quite a while, haven't we? Yes, we have. Yeah. Mm. So I'm glad that we were able to find a way to find our way back home, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's taken a little while, but I think that it was worth the wait. Yeah, we just needed to put on a pair of red shoes and click our heels and ask us to go home. <laughs> <laughs> so I think even us doing this podcast today was a little victory, don't you think, Jim? Oh, absolutely, Winston. You know, and I, I'm glad that we got together again. I mean, we've been staying in touch aside from this podcast, of course, but just getting together and seizing the day. We had a, this is our troubles this morning, even getting uh, getting our technology working. <laughs> <laughs> To even bring it to our listeners, that's already accomplishment, right? You got it. Yeah. 
Well, I, I wish you and your family uh, the very best this Christmas holiday and then the new year 2020 beyond. And, uh, you know, it's the gift, the greatest gift I got is your friendship here. So, um, you know, being able to do this podcast with you over the last few years has been quite something. And, uh, you know, I don't take it for granted. That's for sure. Very well said. And that's, uh, that's exactly how I feel as well, Winston. And all the best to, to you and yours and a safe and healthy, happy, prosperous, uh, 2020. Yeah. You too, my friend. Well, I guess we'll sign off for this one. This 2019, probably our last edition for this year. <laughs> it's so funny. We do that one edition. <laughs> so, and then we'll, we will see them all or hear them all or talk to them all in 2020. Yes. See you in 2020. All right, my friend. All right. All the best to you, Jim. And you as well, Winston. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.